I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome back to the flagship show. I'm going to guide you through this one as always. I'm Dan, and you will be pleased to see the big man Murph is back with us this week after his little hiatus. How are you, Murph? You well? Uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'd, I'd love to say I was having a, a barrel of laughs. Uh, work, I, I was at work, I was on the train back, and I thought I probably can't do a pod on a, on a full train. No. Um, I don't know. Maybe I could. Maybe I could have. We did do one, if I remember rightly, right at my outset when you was walking from the station to home. There was a day I bought my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was literally the day I I completed on my house. So I I had to go into London to do some bits uh, as part of that. Um, and then, yeah, so that was a weird one because I was sort of walking around. And I was on my phone. I sort of dialed in. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, with, with trains, the connections is nowhere near as, uh, as good on trains as it is on your phone. So um, I just didn't, didn't bother, really. Um, for, you, to be honest, you got Evan on, who, who did a better job than I would. He was awesome, so, wasn't he? He was great. He was cracking. Awesome. Uh, well, definitely, I, I spoke to him last week. I said we are getting back on in a few weeks' time. And yeah. uh, absolutely for sure. So, no, yeah, shame. I, I hate missing shows. Uh, I don't miss too many, although I've recently missed a couple for last-minute reasons. And uh, yeah. I'm hoping there's – I know there's going to be one coming up very soon for a work event. But other than that, oh, I think that's going to be me 
<laughs> no, the day job. Unfortunately, this doesn't quite pay all the bills yet. So um, you can see I'm in a different room in my house today as well. And that's why I noticed, yeah, there's no bookshelves overflowing behind you. No, it's a lovely beam of sunshine coming from the side. Yeah, this is my garage conversion. So, okay. Uh, uh, this is too. where the wife. This is where the wife usually works. Um, this is my office. Is a bit of a bit of a mess upstairs. I'm trying to put a kid out of sleep, so I don't want to wake him up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but this is going to be an awesome show. I'm looking forward to this because we were going to do this last week, and then I got called in like very last minute because I always say I'm never going in on Mondays. I always tell my boss like, no, I'm not going in on Mondays. It's not happening. Um, but he's like, I really, he begged me. He paid my ticket to go in. Like, that's how much he wanted me to yeah. go in. So I was like, nice. I love I, that I, luxury. Love that uh, luxury. You, when, when he asks you last minute, you're like, well, okay. <laughs> it's got to happen. Yeah. It? So. But aside from working, I know you've been super busy working. Uh, and the eagle-eyed amongst you may have noticed the little five-yard rush logo that's up in the top right has changed. Murph, tell us what they're looking at. So this is the, the front cover of the 2022 playbook. It's written. It's done. It's just final formatting tweaks, um, which Stocks and Lee, I've handed the book off. So for me, it's done. I, good. I'm, I'm not good. No with more visuals. deleting it off your laptop before it all goes. No more, deleting off it, no more corrupted files. No more having <laughs> to rewrite stuff. For me, it's edited. It's written. It's done. Um, Awesome. It's just a few little tweaks to make it nice. And that's all Lee, mostly. Although Stocks does a, a huge part of it as well. So between them, they're very much the visual creative art side of, of Five Yard Rush. Yeah. So the two of them have got the book and they're uh, making it into the presentable form that it is. So uh, it's nearly done. I'm told... Oh, I haven't been officially told this, but I'm going <laughs> to... Breaking it right now. I'm going to break it because I'm going to commit them to the deadline. <laughs> that it's going to be out next Monday. Um, yeah, and there's Doc's messaging. What on earth is he doing saying that? <laughs> <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a live chat coming up like, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't care. It also wouldn't be the first time I've pulled this done like this. Uh, it should be, barring any major collapse, delay, deletion, should be out on the website next Monday. Mm-hmm. Amazon, it's kind of up to Amazon. So... Amazon, if you buy it on Amazon, Amazon print the order. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't we don't get it printed. Amazon do it. This is a behind right. the scenes of making a book kind of thing, right? Um, so we upload the book to Amazon so that they can just print it on, on order. Um, but it's down to them for when they put it in the store. So we're going to try and do it in advance of Monday. Yep. It might be Monday. If it's not there Monday... It will be. It'll be very soon. Like it's 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 kind of that's the one part of the whole chain that's really out of our hands is that Amazon printed part. But expect it within the next seven days, and it will be out. So yeah, really exciting times to have the book out, and uh, can't wait for people to order it and to read it um, and to enjoy it. It should be. I, very few people have seen it. <laughs> Yeah, people. The feedback uh, I've had the cover is, and the back cover, but I've seen nothing inside. <laughs> no, um, people have told me from the very few that have seen it that it feels very progressive and it builds on Good. from the previous versions. And there's a lot more strategy in there, especially in-season strategy, um, okay. and a lot of cool stuff in there in terms of uh, managing your benches, uh, what to do with Fab, how to get your rosters ready for playoffs. The the intricacies of things that 
you don't get time to really do in it. We kind of do a little bit on the pod, but we don't probably do as much as, as should be done. Yeah. So I'm hoping that because it's a physical product, it should help and people can read it and absorb it and use it as a strategy guide to take loads of notes. We're putting it on the nice paper that you can write uh, quality notes on. It doesn't bleed through either. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Monday website yes. will be ebook only. So okay. anyway, it's very clear. Website is ebook only. Amazon is the only place you can buy a printed copy, except for there will be somewhere else where we can buy, where people can buy printed copies, but they'll have to wait for a certain date in July for that. Super. And then May, breaking news, be some available to purchase at UK FFC next month. There will July. be. So if you go in and want to get your hands on a physical copy, maybe even ask the big man to sign it for you while he's there, um, or me. Yeah. Just saying. Um, <laughs> you're more than welcome to. Uh, and I'm sure there'll probably be some available to, to pick up and walk out the door with on the day. There so. absolutely, yeah, there absolutely will be. Um, there'll be a way to, to buy physical copies at, at the UK FSC. So we will be bringing some with us. So, or we um, could just buy one, roll it up, and whack Rich with it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, we saw, well, we saw this is an insider to the five year rush chat, and we'll get to what we're talking about in a minute. Um, Inside the five-year rush chat is there's a picture of uh, stocks and he's met someone from the five-year rush crew. It's rich, it's rich, dynasty rich, dynasty oh. island rich. And he met um, somebody and nobody knew who he was. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't have his glasses and no, no. one knew who he was. Wow, I tell you, um, I, I thought I thought it was JJ Zacharyas until I realised it was. <laughs> he's a bit far afield for him, but uh, yeah, yeah no. I, sorry, Rich, I didn't recognise you in the slightest. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've never met Rich in person, me. so I'm going to use that one to my defence. A hundred percent. So it did look, it did look very different. It was, it was. Uh, let's see if Rich posts it on Twitter. I'm just a challenge now. Let's see if he posts it on Twitter. Um, post that picture because he looks very yeah. different. Um, and then what else is coming up? Um, so loads of people we know are in the Scottish Bowl. It's amazing. Yes. When I joined in Scottish Bowl eight, there was like five from the UK there weren't many of us and now there's uh, a plethora of people I think we're approaching 40 40 nearly uh, people in the in the Scottish Bowl from the UK which is phenomenal Um, but there is Scottish Bowl Podathon Um, I will be on that on the 10th of July Podathon's going to start on the 9th of July and then I'm joining them for the night shift which is 8.30am it's a Sunday I'm nice. going to be on a stag do, so I'm going to be either severely hungover or still drunk. Uh, I have well warned. Done. Great fun. I have warned the organisers that that is the state I will be in. <laughs> they are still happy to proceed. So instead of nothing else, it'd be interesting. So yeah, so it'd be fun. Um, so Podafon, eight thirty a.m. on the tenth. It will be very fun and. Okay. Whether you're in SFB or not, listen, there's so many insightful people on there talking so much fantasy stuff. The whole thing around Scott Fish Bowl does so much for the community. It's a way of donating. There's no entry to Scott Fish Bowl. So it's those extra things that look for donations to help. So if you tune in for a little bit, a long bit, whatever it is, try and give something back where you can. 100%. They raised 40 grand. Raised forty grand last year on the Podathon. And we'll probably give some stuff away as well on the Podathon. and I think loads of other pods give away loads of stuff. So even if yeah. you just want something really cool fantasy related, there's ways in which you can get some really cool, unique stuff. Um, not that that should be the reason why you should tune in, 
but it's like a nice ad- uh, additional bonus to yeah. to it. So it's it's a great um, it's a great show. It's like I, I don't know how I don't think it's quite twenty four hours. It might be twenty four hours. I lose count. It's the fifth year. Anyway, it's awesome. So uh, do tune in. Um, there will be time. There will be an opportunity to catch up. It's on YouTube and stuff. So yeah. you'll be able to catch up. They'll have a full running list. But anybody who's anybody. Uh, Matthew Berry will do a segment. Uh, the fantasy footballers will do a segment. JJ Zacharyson will do a segment. There'll be a lot more other people depending uh, on availability. But it is is some amazing people. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. So that will be on. And then the last one is the FFCC. Yes. So the FFCC is uh, effectively full. It's not quite. There is giveaway spots, but we're not doing any more to the public. All seats um, at the table reserved. Effectively, yeah, all seats are, are reserved. Um, so we're giving away three on this pod. The Dynasty podcast is giving away a couple. The UK FFC is giving away a couple. Yep. Um, and there's a few other. The college guys have got a couple. Um, so there's a few different places. Um, the Fast Action Friday guys have got one spot. So follow Rob at 5 Rob on Twitter um, to find out that one. But anyway, there's literally just a handful of spots left. If you do one into the um, FFCC, it's a great field. We've added even more brilliant people this year than, than ever, yep. and um, I'm looking forward to, to having everybody involved. Such if a unique format play, as well for a fantasy competition. It is. It's best ball. Um, you can literally... It's an FA um, Cup-style knockout, right? It is exactly that. And every <laughs> every every dog is his day. We had, we had people last year knocking out Joe P. Sapir and... Pat Fitzmaurice and Joe Dolan and I mean we're talking about people who might not have ever won a fantasy league that was the best bit about it it was it's proper uh, it's a proper day for the Joes versus the pros because it's best ball it levels the playing field massively I mean Andy Singleton a good friend of mine who runs expand the box score did win it um Jack Humphrey was our first ever winner. It was, yeah. Um, from Norway was our second ever winner. And we finally got an American winner. So that's three different countries in three years. That tells you how much of a leveler it is. So if you just want to play fantasy and have a laugh, um, we're just going to give away three spots. Um, what's the best way? Do we, I, we haven't discussed this, but what's the best way to, to give it away? You're the creative genius behind the book. I am not the creative genius. I'm the slightest. <laughs> Uh, and you've give my other NFL pod one, I believe, third and goal. I did. Away. So the guys are doing that tomorrow in my absence. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, best way to give one away. What do you have, Murph? Do you want to do like a Q&A show coming up or something? We're supposed to do that? Yeah. Well, that's Maybe good. get some questions sent in and we'll do a full Q&A show and somebody who gets a question out will be picked or something like that. I don't know. All right, yeah, I, let's do that. So the fourth, let's give it two weeks. Fourth of July, yeah, yeah let's do that. All right, so fourth of July, so two weeks from today. Yeah. Um, I'll post. I'll put it as our pinned tweet. I'll do like a yeah. Google form of questions. Yeah. And we'll pick the best three between us. Yeah. We'll answer more, but we'll pick the three winners from the three best questions. I like that. Um, and we'll do a Q and A show, but the three best questions will get the spot i right. like that yeah me too let's do that yeah. two weeks for two weeks from now uh fourth of july good day to do it as well fourth of july um and and it, you know 
preferably fantasy related, but technically could be about anything you want. <laughs> you you want right out there, man. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. if you want to get creative, yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Then, then do so. Definitely uh, get involved in in all the best ways that you can. It'll be a, a, definitely a fun show. Um, so I'll put a pin tweet up, and, and we'll go from there. Haven't forgotten about the other competition we've done, which is um, giveaway of the. Uh, consistency guide that will be a, done this week. I left it open to try and get a few more, yeah. as well as also the um, winners into the uh, Steve Rains Bowl. So you yeah. still have time to enter into the Steve Rains Bowl and the um, consistency guide. I'm gonna we're gonna pull the winners on Friday. So if you want to win a copy of the consistency guide, you need to uh, watch the show with Bob Lung, and it will tell you how to win. And if you want to win a spot into the Steve Rains Bowl, and there's literally very limited. So I think Jack is giving away spots to pods and things. And then there'll be some sort of sign up, but it's not uh, it's not a big thing. It's a very exclusive oh, tournament because of the nature of, of it and, and honoring Steve, who's such a brilliant, he was such a brilliant yeah. bloke, he's such a massive part of of fantasy football and the community in the UK. So um, we have five spots to give away. So you have to listen wow. to episode 600 with uh, with Jack, uh, who guessed it on there, and yeah. uh, follow the instructions on there. So you, the easiest way to do that is listen to or follow 600 on YouTube um, and watch the episode there because the instruction is YouTube-related. Okay. So Wow, that feels like a promo hour. That was a promo-heavy bit, but there was a lot going on, and there is a lot going on. The noise is a five-yard, and great opportunity to plug all the other podcasts that we do uh, with the right. Dynasty guys tomorrow, the college guys on Wednesday. Uh, Fast Action Friday will be coming back for the season. Uh, so there's lots and lots going on here at, at Five Ever Rush. So, That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's July. Season's not until September, week, but yeah. this is the real time that now our season starts ramping up. Everyone's looking at ahead, everyone's looking at drafts, everyone's looking at rankings and these competitions and we haven't even mentioned Moria Bow in there as well, another huge tournament that's that's giving out invites at the minute. Um everyone's starting to take these scorings and roster settings and setups and mock drafting them and compiling ADP data and doing their own rankings for it. Um it's a busy time of year. It's probably busier now than actually it is come week one. Yes. So, um this it is really- where your prep that you put in now will make a difference come January. And, that, and that's why this show is going to be really important today because I feel like now the ADP has been wonky. If, you, if you're yeah. a real draft enthusiast, you get very wonky ADP. And a lot of it is because people are in dynasty mode, people are in basketball yeah. mode. The ADP kind of goes literally all over the map. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through your PPR rankings in redraft you can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. 
We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. My PPR rankings in redraft. Yep. And we're going to compare them against the consensus. We are. Um, which is, yeah, which is the Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus Ranking. Yep. And yep. we're going to go through all of them. And we're going to, well, the four main positions, the skill positions. Um, yep. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick out some trends. So this might be where one of us is higher than consensus, both of us are higher than consensus. And wildly, like a position here and there isn't like you have yeah. someone ranked at two. That's, opinion. That's an opinion. Yep. But two and three is never going to be a huge jump. One one spot in the rankings. But yeah. we're going to go through and we're going to pick out, are we both higher than, on the, than the consensus on a player? Is one of us much higher on a player or is one of us much lower? Yeah. Why is that? And then if you've got questions as we're going through this, then then come Hello. through and ask them. And yeah, the, yeah, join on YouTube. Join on um, Facebook. That's where we will see the questions populate through, and uh, and on Twitch as well. Um, you, the the questions a couple of people said, oh, I, I ask you questions on Twitter, and you never get to them. They don't <laughs> populate in here. I don't know why. It's yeah. something to do with the stuff. Facebook and YouTube, I believe, do. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch do. Okay, cool. So you, you're Twitch. watching. There you go. Yeah, you you and I are on Twitch. Um, hey, I don't know what it is, but cheers. It's a gaming platform. Cool. There you go. I'm educated so, today. Yeah, there you go. So we're on Twitch. Apparently, it's Perfect. With, 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 the, with the millennials. Cool. If I knew one, I'd be fine. So where are we going to start? QBs. Absolutely. Most important position. So pop it open, my friend. Try and share my screen, which... It's something I haven't done here before, so do bear with everybody. Yeah, you can hit share and then share. I'm working on if it. If you share Chrome tab or whatever tab, it tends to be better than the whole desktop. It should be sharing. How does that look? It's just loading. Showing on mine. There we go. You don't need know to how zoom. To okay, so if you go to view, I oh, see what 100% is. Under nope. the view. So, <laughs> nope. so we we got file edit view. This is great audio, by the way. I'm not I'm gonna leave it in the podcast, just embarrass you. File edit view. Um and Oh yeah, you're back on the back on the sheet. Yeah, back on the sheet, sorry. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, perfect. Can we all see that? Yeah, in fact, I'm gonna move us down here so we get an even bigger view. Um yeah, so there we go. So awesome. Move it. So we've got the expert consensus on the left. You're in the middle. I'm on the right. Um, so, you know, really, realistically, we've all got Josh Allen at one. Yep. You, you have Herbert at three. Yep. Me and the consensus have it at two. The first one that jumps off the page is where I have Tom Brady ranked versus you and the yep. consensus. Consensus has Tom Brady at eight. You have Tom Brady at seven. I have him at three. Correct. Um, Why am I there? Is your question, I suppose. Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I could justify my own position, but mine's pretty straightforward. One, it's where he finished last year. Two, yeah. he's got arguably no one's left. We, Gronk's coming back. We know Gronk's coming back. I know it's yeah. not official, but Gronk's coming back. 
So it's instead of Antonio Brown, who walked out on the team, you've got Russell Gage, who's going to at least be there the whole season. I know the Godwin thing, he's not going to be there for a couple of games, maybe. But that's not going to... He wasn't there for a couple of games last season. It didn't affect Tom Brady in any way. Uh, He's going to throw for 5,000 yards. He's going to throw for 40 touchdowns. He's going to finish top three. I just don't see any other... I don't see any other outcome. I just don't. For me, I've got him there purely as the best of the rest behind what we call the kind of pure rushing upside. QBs. Those yeah. ones that potentially, and you look at it last year, Jackson missed games, Murray missed games. Yeah. Hurts um, has had an upgrade at receiver. So uh, I think Brady and Hurts especially could go any way around. Um, but I think he's potentially best of the rest because of the upside of Russian, the rest of them offer you for me. So I've got, I've got Hurts considerably below. So you and the consensus yeah. are at six. I have Hurts at 10 because I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he proved himself last year. I think it was a big year for him. Um, I think he did that. He took a team to the playoffs that was a poor team. One, I don't think they were a poor team. Two, I don't think Jalen Hurts took him to the playoffs. I think the defence (laughs) took him to the playoffs. Jalen Hurts Hurts was terrible in games through the first three quarters. And then it came to quarter four. He scrambled. The defence made enough plays made enough plays to keep him in the game and Hurts pulled out, you know, absolute, this, don't get me wrong, fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts, if he yep. played like that for the first three quarters, he's probably QB1. Yep. But he's split between what he does in the first three quarters of games and what he does in the fourth quarter. It just takes him too long. He's so bad in the first half. Good teams, good teams punished the Eagles last year. Look at the Buccaneers in the playoffs. They're out yeah. of sight at halftime. Yeah. Because good teams will punish them because it takes Jalen Hurts in that offense. Just it just takes him too long to get going there. For, and the thing is, he will score a lot of points with his legs, and he is a very safe QB. And a hundred percent, he's a QB one. Yeah. But and you you can talk about the QB upgrade, and I and I agree with you. But I don't see. Um, sorry, wide receiver upgrade. Yeah, okay, he's got AJ Brown, but it just means Devonta Smith is going backwards. The number of targets doesn't increase. Yeah. The number of throws he's going to make isn't going to increase. It just means that he's got a slightly better catching target who's going to make a few more plays for him, and you're going to see maybe a couple of hundred yards of uh, of, pa- of, rec- of passing go extra his way, maybe even an extra 300. He's not yeah. going to be like – he's not throwing for another 1,000 yards because A.J. Brown's there. It's not like A.J. Brown's going for 1,500 yards and Devonta Smith's going for 1,500 yards. Like That's, that's just not going to happen. It's not how the, the, the Eagles yeah. play football. So it's going to have to come with his legs. And I just, I just don't trust his his arm ability to put up enough. So I I could get on board with the thinking of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. And Lamar Jackson yeah. finishes the number one QB. Anyone says to me, I've got I've got Lamar Jackson over Tom Brady. I go, yeah, okay, I can I can buy that. I can buy Kyler Murray. I I can't get on board with Jalen Hurts. Like I just I, I listen. I've got him a ten. I, I, there's no disrespect to him, and, and he could easily outperform that. But I can't see him finishing above eighth. Because I think he's just so limited in in what he does. Whereas, you know, everybody else there, like I can understand the logic on Mahomes and yeah. Jackson and Murray and to a degree Rogers. I don't think Rogers will ever outscore um, Brady in the current set, and the consensus tends to no. tends to agree with us here. So I just think. I just uh, that's my worry with Jalen Hurts is it just it took him too long to get into games last season and they have they have a tougher schedule this year than they did last year so that'll be interesting um, 
what I do like here is mm-hmm. you and I, you yeah. and I both have Joe Burrow at the, at twelve, um, and the consensus has him at seven. So I yeah. love that because yeah. I think you and I are on the same page with with Burrow that it's not a fact of it's it's not the it's fact not a ability question. It's a no. fantasy based question. One hundred percent that great. That's what people confuse this year. I think. Yeah. He was uh, a losing I'm, Super Bowl QB. He must be good. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He is not going to score you top QB points in a fantasy-related situation. He's going off redraft boards as top four, top five pick. He is never, ever going to return that, ever, because of the way they play. No. I've just been asked this. Uh, why Trey Lance over Russell Wilson? And it's a very good question. Good question. If you notice, yeah. they are back-to-back. That's the first point I'm going to make. So yep. I'm not predicting that one is miles better than the other. For me, they're going to be very, very similar. What I actually think I'm probably slightly conservative on, on Trey Lance. And I actually think if I'm going to revise this, I could probably put Trey Lance ahead of Jalen Hurts. because and, and the reason I say this is that the way that San Francisco play is suited perfectly to Jalen Hurts, um, okay. to Trey Lance, and the sense of, You've got Trey Lance has got a huge arm. He can make the big plays on the, on the run. He can make mm-hmm. the big plays out of the pocket. But he's going to do so much damage with his legs. Trey Lance is going to run for probably seven hundred yards, maybe more, maybe less. But let's they, draw a line of somewhere around about seven hundred yards. So you got that on the ground, but he's also going to throw for over three thousand yards. And that's right. going to be the difference is you look at the players who have that huge rushing floor. Um, so I'm thinking Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. That 3,000 line is where they're going to struggle to get to. Like that's their ceiling. Yeah. I look at Trey Lance thinking I could put him in pen for 3,000 yards if he's yeah. fit. And that's the only question is, is this is all health dependent. He's not unhealthy. Um, he should be fine. But Trey Lance, because of that big playability, because of that big arm, he can get the ball down the field. He can make those plays on the on the run. He can make those sort of Mahomes ridiculous, like real highlight plays. And I think that's where Jalen Hurts, um, keep getting confused. Trey Lance is going to make those plays. He's going to make enough of those big plays to have those sort of ceiling games. Uh, okay. Like for me, Jalen Hurts very rarely is going to put up like a. 35 point game. He'll do it every now and again, but it's not going to be often. I see Trey Lance doing that a little bit more. And with Russell Wilson, and the reason I've got Russell Wilson lower than both of you is because mm-hmm. people forget what it's like for a QB to walk into a system and and understand that system. Yeah. And I know the argument that people are going to give to me, well, Matt Stafford did it last year. Matt Stafford did it before. last year. And Tom Brady did it the year before. The, the big difference between those, one, Tom Brady's the, the best quarterback that's ever played the game. Yeah. Matt Stafford, again, experienced. But both of those walked into stable coaching situations with very experienced NFL coaches who had been to, you know, been into the playoffs, had winning seasons, had all the other pieces, knew the offense they wanted to run. Nathaniel yeah. Hackett is a brand new head coach. He's a brand new head coach. And that's not a derisory comment that he can't coach in the NFL. But they're going to figure things out and it's going to take a bit of time. And there's going to be games where it's going to be a bit choppy. 
and yeah. people need to get on this. We saw this with Tom Brady in his first season. Tom Brady was first season in the Buccaneers. It, yeah, okay, he won the Super Bowl, but fantasy wise, he was very inconsistent. And I yeah. think I and you know Matt Stafford till the end of the season was very much like that. He improved, but the first half of the season, I know Matt Stafford finished QB seven, but as you said, if Kyler Murray was fit. If, if Lamar Jackson was fit, and this is assuming that all these players play all the games, and we know that's not yeah. going to happen. So that's the other precursor when you think of rankings. So I just think for me, I look at all the players above, they're all in very stable situations. Except for Trey Lance is an unknown quantity, and then Russell Wilson's in an unknown situation. And that's kind of why I've got Russell Wilson where he is. Because I just think he's going to have great games, he's going to win you weeks, he's in a much better offense than he was. But his rushing side is very limited. Um, and we're in a brand new offense with a brand new head coach. Never been an NFL head coach before. Yeah. It's just going to take him a while to get going. And I think that is going to penalize him. I think the first six games are going to be very, very difficult. And they're in a tough division. Yeah. That's the other thing is people forget they're in a tough division where they've got some good defenses. You know, the Chargers have beefed up. The, the Chiefs are beefed up on D. The Raiders are beefed up on D. And I know I know the Denver Broncos are no slouch on D. I mean, that's going to be a tough division. It's going to be brutal. So, yeah, I, for me, I've, I just think it wouldn't shock me if he was much higher. But I just can't see a path to where Russell Wilson's going to finish in the top 12 unless one of those guys above finishes uh, gets injured and misses time. Can I just take a step back to Trey Lance? Yeah. Because I've got him down at 16, and I am... Lower, I think, than most people on Trey Lance. And you there's are, one reason yeah. and one reason only, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo is still on that roster. If Jimmy Garoppolo leaves, Lance gets a, I don't know, five, six, seven place push in my eyes because he becomes a starter. But right now, I don't believe he starts week one, and therefore um, I can't put him higher. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to be ready for week one. That's the well, first point. Yeah. He's, he's not fit. And, the, and again, that's the reason he's not been traded. He's not yeah. been traded because he can't pass a medical. Um, and he's kind of missed the boat. And the bottom line is, uh, there for me is no, there's no chance of Jimmy Garoppolo starting the season. Now, listen, if Trey Lance has a stinker in the first month of the season, could they go back to Jimmy if Jimmy's on the roster? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. But no, I, 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 I yeah, think chances no. of Jimmy Garoppolo starting week one is is. He's probably about one percent, um, just because he's not fit. If nothing, yeah. if nothing else, even if he's still on the roster, he's not going to start week one because he's not going to be, he's not going to have enough reps and time um, to to get fit. So I can understand that, but I, I think mm-hmm. the concern is, I don't know. It's a bit. I th- I, I I think you need to probably move. I mean, I'm not going to say do rankings. I, I think you, you are too low. I could understand if it was like, I just don't know what he's going to do in the NFL. Yeah because he's not played for two and a bit years. And you go, that argument, I go, yeah, I, I get that. He, he could be the best thing since sliced bread. He could be like the next Josh Rosen. Uh, he could be the next, um, uh, God, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one who made all that, Sam Bradford. You know, a lot of these guys can flame out. And if you want to hesitate on that, uh, I that I could, that I could, yeah. But if it's because Jimmy Garoppolo's on the roster, I wouldn't worry because he won't be. Or if he is, he's not going to play um, unless something seriously happens. So, um, and if it does, it means that your Trey Lance bet, even at 16, is going to be off because he's not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I I, I get the point, but I don't I don't think you have to worry. Um, I don't think you have to worry too much there. So yeah, fair enough. So I've run it down a little bit to our kind of early QB twos, mid QB twos, I guess. What sticks out to you here? Um, well, you're you're way higher on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Than both me and the consensus. Yeah. So I'm curious where why you've got <laughs> why you've got Tannehill at at 15. Well, I mean, I have Tannehill at 19. Uh, yep. Consensus has him at 21. Yep. Um, by the way, the, the difference between these are going to be like 40 points over a season. They're not Correct. taking big values here. So uh, I, I guess for me, I mean, the, the glaring one to me is, is why you've got Cousins behind. Oh, you, actually, you've got Cousins mm-hmm. ahead. So we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. I'm, I've got Tannehill there purely because he allowed you five plus rushing touchdowns a season. Okay. Matt Ryan's not going to. Carson Wentz isn't going to. Jared Goff isn't going to. Ryan Tannehill will. Um, I think Robert Woods comes back. I think that's a good addition for him. I think he's up and running in minicamp. Um, Traylon Burks remains to be seen. Let's face it, they're not going to throw the ball much like they do anyway, especially if Henry can stay fit. Um, but he will get you. Inside the five, he will get you five, six touchdowns on the season. He got seven the last two seasons um, on his, on his feet, and he got he got four the year before, and he only played twelve games. So okay. it was purely because of the adage of the the Russian touchdowns that he had. Okay, that makes sense. Personally, um, yeah, that makes sense. I can, I could, I could definitely see that. I, I think for me, the only two players I, I think we need to talk about here, you are lower on tour. At 21, than both yeah. me and the consensus at 17. Um, so that's the first one. So you're you're thinking of Tua with Tyreek Hill um, finishing behind Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Is is that one really <laughs> intrigues me? <laughs> I, I I can't see. <laughs> I, I I yeah. I I would need an explanation on that because I can't I can't see it. Okay. I quite like Jared Goff coming into this year, and that feels wrong to say. But I like the addition of Chark they've put in there, DJ Chark. They've got Jameson Williams, who for me was QB1 coming out of the draft. If he can get healthy uh, and they can use him, Aaron Brass and Brown stepped up, Hawkinson missed games. In drafts at this time of year, Goff's going off the board as one of the last three, four kind of usable starters. I, I think he could be a decent QB2 if you've punted it late on in a draft to pick up. Um, 
I think he'll be consistent with it. Where I think Tua won't be. That was my reasoning around them. Fields, Tua, Zach Wilson, I feel can all have game-winning performances from a fantasy perspective. But I also think there'll be weeks where they hurt you. And I think Goff is probably going to be a little bit more consistent than those. Okay. I I mean, I can't believe I'm going to stick up for Tua here, but I I am a little bit. Um, Tua is arguably outside of the most elite QBs. He's the most accurate. Um, Yep. No, so he's going to have 67 to 68% completion percentage across the year. Um, he has got those explosive weapons that he's not had. You know, people forget who he was throwing to last year. He was throwing to yep. Jalen. When Jalen Waddle got going, it took a while. He was explosive. Yep. And it's not, that's not even really his game is to be that explosive. But, you know, on the other side of the ball, once they started doubling Jalen Waddle, he was throwing to Devonta Parker, who was, who was crocked. He had Will Fuller, who didn't play. Um, yep. You know, he had Mike all these... Most reliable outside of Waddle. But he's a, yeah, but that's for me, he's a tight end. So he didn't have yeah. those weapons. You know, this year they've brought in Cedric Wilson, who's underrated yeah. for me massively. Yeah. You've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Jaden Waddle. All of a sudden, that receiving core has got a huge uplift. The offensive line is better. He's going to have more time to, to make those plays that he needs to. He's got better running backs. You know, they, they couldn't even run the ball for Toffee last year. You know, I had no running back who was really, you know, they were still out there with, um, uh, Miles Gaskins, they're one. You know, uh, it was madness. Like, they just didn't have a good offense. This year, yeah. I look at them and think, and they've got a, an, an innovative head coach. And yeah, okay, I'm making a contradicting myself here, but Mike McDaniel is a well-proven, well-known offensive coordinator who uh, is going to scheme Tua into, into games. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. the big part of why he got this job is what he's going to do with Tua, not just what he's going to do with the rest of the team after the way that Brian Flores left. So, yeah, I think for me, two is... Yes, I'm not predicting two is going to be QB1, um, but I do think uh, he's going to have a better season than, than some of those you've named. And then the other one that stands out for me is James Winston. I'm a bit higher than both you in the consensus. It's just because I know he's erratic. He's going to have big, big disappointing yeah. games. Yeah. But Mine's called injury-related as well. I think if he misses three, four games, that puts him down. Yeah, so I, I, I don't factor in injuries into, into okay. rankings. Uh, I literally just think about unless unless they're like someone like Dalvin Cook, who yeah. is perennially injured every year, then obviously I, I put a factor in there, but very rarely do I do it that often. Um, so for me, I, I do have Winston higher because I just think he's the sort of person that can have those huge games. When I'm thinking about game-winning weeks going down yeah. the pile, and I'm not saying Winston's going to be consistent because if he did, I'd put him in the QP1 range. But yeah. I think Winston's going to I can see Winston putting up a 30-plus point week a few times. A minus 20-point game. Yeah, but I can't see that with the likes of everyone else down down there. But, no. And, no. Then, and, then, and then where we are with everybody else, I mean, Watson, it's a crapshoot because no one knows how long he's going to be out. I think we were pretty consistent with the same sorts of players. I'm probably a little bit higher on... Kenny Pickett because I think he starts week one and probably others I think which I, there's a clear elite tier here there's kind of two leagues league. in the middle that these guys can flip around and these guys can flip around and then there's the bottom and you'll all have them in different orders but I reckon if you split it into four like that I reckon there will be a lot of difference between the four no I probably not and I and I think we're looking at 
if you're looking at the names from 23 onwards, I mean, you've got Winston there, which you said is down to injury, and you've got Lawrence in there. Uh, but I think outside of that, the names, you know, we've all got Daniels, uh, Jones at 25. Yeah. You know, I've got Davis Mills slightly north of that, but not much. And I think all these guys are split by 20 points-ish. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not talking about 20 to 40 points down the bottom here. We're not talking a big margin here. We're talking about one good game. Yeah. So, you know, I think down the bottom, I, I don't really pay attention to rankings at this point of the draft because, one, they're not getting drafted unless it's a super flex. Yeah. Um, in which case, it's interesting just to see where we've got everyone. And if you listen to this on the audio, then, you you know, do, do tune in but uh, to the YouTube channel and you can see this. But I think, you know, where we've got everyone is just, as you say, they're into different tiers. Yeah. I don't think there's any super. major... Shocks, I think, other than That's the fact your love for Jared Goff was something I didn't expect. Jared Goff, QB2 numbers. Oh, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't shock Consistency me, but... of coaching, brought in improved <laughs> offensive players. I mean, you've got him as a top 20 QB. I think that's spicy. Like, I, I genuinely think that is quite spicy. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, 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 Yeah, I genuinely think him and PPR... Goff He's only finished outside the top 20 once, and that was last year, and he missed three games. And he finished 24. He was a top yeah. 20 QB last year if he plays them all. Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> I don't see it, but um, let's see what happens. I love it. I love, okay. the, I love the belief. I love the belief. Huh? I love the belief. Awesome. Right, let's move on, shall we? Running backs, how's that scale? Is that visible? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Super. So, obviously, oh, the first um, notable here is... Was, yeah, the top guys. I'm glad you've done that. Yeah. Well, I, I just think... Well, I'll, I'll let you explain it. I reckon my answer is going to be exactly the same as yours. So, in every single redraft league, I'm picking him. If he's not super flex, no matter where I'm picking him, Christian McCaffrey's on the board, I'm taking him off it. Bottom line, he is individually the best fantasy asset of anybody on these spreadsheets we could have on any given week. Yes, the gamble is, does he stay fit? Can he play the season? The guy can put up 20-plus points through receiving and carries without his carries and touchdown scores. So that guy's going to win you games if he's on the field. So I will be taking the risk and picking him up everywhere I can. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, you, have to, you have to be picking him this is a guy who is an absolute league winner. And again, as I've sort of stated, I've got him there on the premise he plays every game. Yep. Um, there, there are some players I will give a, a slight handicap to with injuries, like Saquon Barkley. Um, but I'm not convinced that... I think Christian McCaffrey was rushed back last year yep. because of how important he is. And that's hurt the offence significantly he was also shut down when he probably could have come back last season yeah, yeah. um for that reason is how important he is so for me if they both play 17 games there's absolutely no chance for me that jonathan taylor outscores christian in McCaffrey. every game he played more than 50 percent of the snaps yeah he got 27 7 24 7 26 1 24 9 exactly. last year and that's on 50 percent of the snaps it's... yeah Jonathan Taylor's not putting up their numbers. I, no, and I and I think you know Naheem Hines coming back will will hurt him. But I think the yeah. one thing with Taylor, and you know, we've got him at two, is because of the fact that 
we know he can put up those consistent numbers, but he breaks away. He's got that home run threat. He's going to put a lot of touchdowns in on the ground. You know, he's going to be very solid and very consistent. Um, I'll tell you what, season. I struggled to put him at two, and I nearly put him lower. Pure on the basic thing. Uh, again, it was slightly injury-related to others. Jonathan Taylor finished RB1 last year. He would not have done if McCaffrey, Henry, and Cook had stayed fit, in my yeah. opinion. And, and, so, and, and, yeah. And yeah, I don't believe they'll stay fit again. McCaffrey, I'll take the risk on because of the huge upside he offers you. Henry, I don't see playing all the games. I don't think Cook does even now. Um, see, Taylor is the safer I, bet there. But yeah. if this was last year and Jonathan Taylor had the year before, if that makes sense. I'd have Henry above Taylor before the injuries come in. So I very nearly put Henry above Taylor, and I'm I'm yep. not I'm not necessarily unsure that that might not change by the by the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, I want to see how Henry does in preseason, but yeah, for me, I agree with you. Henry is a twice rushing champion. He's put so many elite numbers on. There is an age concern there, of course there is. But and we've just spoke about the receivers. In Tennessee, being different exactly and that. a whole new setup, they're gonna. If he is healthy, they are gonna run that ball and run it and run it and run it. And Henry wins that title if he plays all the games. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I, I can't see. You know, I, I could, I can see myself probably changing that. But our top fours are all well. The consensus has Derek Henry. Um, the consensus has Derek Henry at six, which I just think is too low. Um, Way below, I'll, yeah, below. I don't, well. I don't think, I don't think I could have him there, and I think there's a few people that are really marking, uh, marking him down there that that shouldn't be because I think that's, I think it's, I think it's kind of kind. I don't mm-hmm. understand that one at all. Um, I don't think I ever will. So, uh, yeah, I, I think when it comes to again, I'm looking at fantasy winners. I just think Henry's proven to be a fantasy winner for you. Cook always kind of lets you down uh, in the playoffs. That's just what happens. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we've just had a question from Stacey, so let's answer this. Oh, so, okay. Montgomery at 10 and no love for Swift. I noticed the Swift. I was coming on to that. Right. I'll start I wonder with if it's Mon- my Lions bias, but go on. No, no, question. no. Well, no, because you're there, you're, there with, with, you're there with the consensus. I'll start, I'll start with Montgomery. Montgomery is proven that he is he is effectively a league winner. We've seen this uh, time and time again in two seasons ago when he finished as the RB4. But he had that monster end-of-season run where he was effectively the RB1 from mm-hmm. Week 12 onwards. Right? Let's look at the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears let Allen Robinson out the door. Huge amount of targets. They replaced him with Byron Pringle. Venus Jones. Right. Venus Jones, who's the oldest rookie ever to play in the NFL, he's like he's he's going to be getting his bus pass before he plays a snap. Like, do you know what I mean? We're talking about they've not invested at the wide receiver position. Nope. So you you've got Darnell Mooney, and then you've got effectively players who have had very very few catches in the NFL. Yep. All right. So. And I'm not saying they can't make plays, but that says to me all the value is on them running the ball. That's what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to play power football. They're going to run the ball. So for me, I look at a player in David Montgomery who I think is criminally underrated. I yeah. think he's proven 
it's an injury concern thing. It's the only thing that's going to hurt you with yeah. David Montgomery. But David Montgomery has proven he will put up elite weeks and elite numbers. More importantly, he will punish really bad run blocking teams. Like he's the sort of player that will put up like 160, 170 yards up against against really bad blocking teams. And his schedule isn't too bad. That's the other thing as well, is he's going to have teams he can run on. You know, you look at the Green Bay Packers in their division, and you think, oh, okay, the Green Bay Packers defense is good. Terrible against the run. Has been terrible yeah. against the run for the last five years. It's going to be terrible against the run this year. Um, or it might even slightly improve. It's still not going to be great against the run. Uh, so my point is that David Montgomery is going to have very favorable fixtures. I think he's going to be an RB1. It was hard for me to keep him down at 10. But I look at the players above and think there's just absolutely no chance he's going to finish higher than that. The reason I've got DeAndre Swift as low as I've got him is that DeAndre Swift has never, ever proven. He's never proven that he can put up consistent elite numbers. Okay. So um, he has got the quality, but he's never finished above RB20 in, NF- in, in fantasy football. Yeah, fair enough. So he's never finished above RB20. His situation has not changed. Except for the fact he's got more competition for targets with DJ Sharp coming in. Um, I can't see him. I can't see him getting enough volume. Um, yeah, I can't see him getting enough volume. That's the, the bottom line is I, I, I look at the players around him. So I'm looking at where you've both got him. So you've got him above Fournette. Can't see him getting anywhere near the volume that Fournette's going to get this year. Uh, Chubb, I assume Chubb you've got there for injury reasons. Mind you, I've got Chubb lower, but for me, I've got him there for injury reasons. I actually thought uh, Chubb was quite high on my list, and I've kind of yeah. hedged he it on Kareem Hunt being shifted out. Fine. I think Hunt's and that is likely. Cut. Yeah. And that's likely. He, you know, he is on the cut range, and they could PPR go and Hunt stays. Chubb's going down five, six spots. Yeah, fair enough. So I think I got it that I think Hunt stays because yeah. the fact they're in a win now window, and he's the better talent. Yeah. And I think there's pressure on the front office, especially if if Watson doesn't play. And I think that's going to be almost as much of a determining factor in Hunt staying or going than anything yeah. else. So I, I'm with you 100%. I could see that being there. But, you know, I've, I, I look at the players that you've got over, like Kamara. We know if Kamara's playing... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to... 
anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. If Kamara's playing 17 games, which is still quite likely, he, you know, the guy was two years ago, he was, he was the RB1 in fantasy football. Yeah. So we're marking him. I, we've all marked him down because of the fact he could get a ban. But yeah. if not, there's no other reason to mark him down. Um, Aaron Jones, a couple of top five finishes in fantasy football. CQ Elliott has never not been an RB1 in fantasy football. These are the guys that you have ranked below a guy who's never finished above RB20. So I, I just don't see... I don't see it's the Jared Goff effect. But Jared Goff's argument that you make, I can kind of respect in the fact okay. of... I can under I, I don't agree with it, but I respect it. I don't understand yeah. that I can't get on board with the, the Swift argument because he's he's got he's got an excellent running back in tandem with him yeah. who's gonna eat into his volume. So um, yeah. yeah, so he's not he's not a bell cow. So yeah. you you know, people are ranking Swift over bell cows. Like for me, Fournette's a bell cow. He's gonna be run the wheels off. Uh yeah. Chubb potentially going to be a bell cow, especially if Hunt goes. Kamara yeah. is going to be a bell cow. He's going to have yeah. all that work. Yeah. I don't understand how you could put a guy who's not going to be a bell cow over a guy who's potentially going to be one. That's my Fair. my sort That's of argument. Um, and yeah, I, I guess for me, the only sort of range, so I think Chubb could go up. Connor, with what he did at the goal line, he's going to score a boatload of touchdowns in that offense. Um, and then it's Josh Jacobs versus DeAndre Swift. And they were a coin flip for me. And the only reason I've gone Jacobs is Jacobs has had back-to-back RB1 seasons. Yeah. So I'll, if I'm really close on players, I'll always go with the player who's done it versus the player who hasn't. Fair enough. So, yeah. Um, Giovanni Williams, consent- one consensus at 13. I'm at 25 and you're at 24. But I think we know the answer to this, don't we? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you and I both It's know. a shared... Backfield people. Exactly. <laughs> is he the more talented back? back? Yes. Is he a great dynasty asset? Yes. Could he have huge potential in the years to come? Yes. Is he in redraft this year? No. It's a shared backfield. Exactly the same as it was last year. Absolutely that. Um, <laughs> Cam Akers, Cam Akers is, a, is, a, is a wild one. So you and I have been ranked at, at 21. I'll be honest. I struggled to put him there. I almost I almost took him out completely. Okay. Um, how many how many NFL regular season games has Cam Akers played? Oh, six, maybe seven. Top of my head, without looking. It's nine. Okay. And in three of those games, he left injured. Yeah. So, so he yeah, six, yeah. So completed six. six. I knew that. He's finished six games in the NFL as as, as yep. a player. Yeah. And he didn't start some of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why are we ranking him as the RB seventeen? And his backfield hasn't changed. No, he's still got Henderson there. They've still, they've still got players there. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't get on board with. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Got, I, I mean, think, the consensus I, is over Bob Zeke, which is mental for me, crazy. But yeah, it's, I, it's absolutely cuckoo. Like that can't happen for me. Um, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, I can easily see a path to me taking Cam Akers out of, out of where I've got players here because I think there's some players I can, I can move up. Etienne now with the news of uh, James Robinson maybe yeah. missing time. Yeah. Etienne will probably move up the board. They probably go above Acres for me now. I could easily put a path to me putting Gibson above Acres. 
Um, you have done. I can see me probably doing something similar. Uh, J.K. Dobbins might also be one as well that I can move up. I'm just worried that he's... It depends on what Gus Edwards is going to do and how fit he is. Um, I, there is one player I have to ask you about. I know it's off the back of last week. Is is Kenneth Walker. It is off the back of last week, purely. Uh, at Evan, and I listened to what he said and uh, the opportunity he's going to have. Rashad Penny is not going to play the season. Well, I'd be amazed if he plays the season, but even if he does, Walker's going to walk straight in and he's going to have opportunity. Um, him and Etienne are almost in a similar position because Etienne hasn't took the field in the NFL yet for me, so them two are flip-flopping with injured backfields. Um, I just think the Seahawks are renowned for running the ball hard, heavy and, and early in games, and I think he will get, by default, yardage because he's going to get opportunity. I, I agree that they're going to run the ball a lot, but it seems to me that the entire world has forgotten that Chris Carson's on that roster. <laughs> I, I, don't, the part I, see, I don't believe like... Chris Carson plays another snap in the NFL. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's where you and I are. That's why I'm on. Yeah. So. I love a Chris Carson fan. Have, have you looked at where I've put Kenneth Walker? I haven't. Let's scroll. That's why I'm I've got him at 50. Yeah. I, I just think, and I could be wrong, and I might revisit this entire situation. I just think they're all going to cannibalize each other. Okay. So, I, so for example, I've got Walker at fifty, Penny at fifty-one, um, and I've got uh, Carson at sixty-three. I yeah. just think they're all. I think they're all going to cannibalize each other. I think they're all going to have, and it, it might be that Ken Walker might end up getting. But listen, I'm also the guy that will draft him in the seventh or eighth round out of hope. I'll take the shot hey, because I think he's, in that last year, he's one of them ones in those late rounds, and you need a an odd flex player, and I'll be free to sit there and be buying cover. He's one of those that could become an RB1, and he may not, but he's, 100%. of all the rookies, probably the one best prime to do so, as Evan said last week. So, um, yeah, it's a gamble in your redraft to pick him up, but he's in a prime position to, to succeed. Yeah, and I think that's it. The one thing I want to call out here on the consensus, because I think most of this is, they're all in similar ranges. You know, we're up a few, up, down, a couple. I'm massively low on Ken Walker, so I'll call that out, and I'll probably revise that situation. Once I start to see minicamp and preseason, these start to get a lot better. It's when right. I've got ambiguous situations, I penalise the player. Yeah. When it's so ambiguous, I don't know how it's going to go. As I we have to... Michael Yeah. That is similar last week. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will always be more conservative in my ranking, because History tells me to be more conservative. Um, yeah, I, I, that went everywhere, that message, but I've seen it. Um, Oops. Patterson, Patterson, the consensus is Patterson at 36, and I think that is crazy. Right. Yeah. I don't understand. He, I don't understand how... I need back in the backfield, especially in the PPR league. He's, he's, gonna he's not going to yeah. finish RB9 this year. I, I don't think you and I have got him anywhere near... That sort of range. I've got him at twenty-two. You got him at seventeen. Uh, Eighteen, yeah. Uh, oh no, it's seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. 17 yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I just think I can't. I can't see how he's not going to be an RB two. Just, just, just because there's no yeah. one else there. It's yeah. purely just by default. It's not going to. What did worry me with him a little bit is the late usage of him in the last season towered away rather dramatically, and now it may have been 
uh, an eagle that we didn't I, know about. It may have been saving him a bit for this year because of the tread on the tyres, but yeah, just made me wary I, a little bit. I think they were tanking. Yeah. I think there was an element of tanking there. Because you've got a brand new coaching staff, a brand new GM. No one's under pressure to do anything that year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think 36 is wild. Um, I don't I, I don't get it. Um, let's switch to wide receivers. Do wide receivers quickly, and then there's not much to really review with tight ends. Cool. Um, because when we do tight ends, you'll see. Um, <laughs> so uh, the I'm going to call this out is that I think you and you and the consensus are wild on Chase. Okay. Wild. I got him at nine, and I and, have, I'm, yeah. and I'm thinking I'll probably move him down to ten. Okay. Um, yeah, I I just think he's in line for touchdown regression. He massively outperformed his efficiency metrics. Right. I can't see that happening. I can't see him getting a lot more volume than what he got because you've mm-hmm. got Higgins, you've got Boyd. I can't see him growing his share. So if he's not going to grow his share and he overperformed in efficiency, there's only one route he can go, which is down. So he's at five. I see him coming down to that sort of nine to 11 range okay. because I just can't see him getting many more. I can't see a way in which they can throw the ball much more than they did. Yeah. And none of, and none of the targets have gone. Nixon's still there. Uh, Boyd's still there. Yeah, Higgins is still there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand how he can get, he's not going to get more efficient. If he gets more efficient, I'll stick my hands up and go, Hey, do you know what? I called it wrong. If anything, they've added Hayden Hurst, who's a better touchdown tight end than what they had last year. So if anything, those yeah, yeah, touchdown targets yeah. could be taken away. Well, he got he got a lot of long touchdowns, which there's yeah. an element of that is skill, but an element of that is also bad blocking, bad luck. So yeah. um, I don't think there's much here that's that crazy. We're kind of all in line with similar sort of players. We're both a bit higher on Debo. Um, we all have. We're trying to see AJ Brown since the draft because I reckon he'd have been up in the three, yeah. four, five range pre-draft. We've, um, all, we've all got him at 11. I look at yeah. the top 12, and they're about all the same. Yeah. There's no one in that top 12. Here's one for you. You've got Jalen Waddle at 13. No, I've got him at 12. See? You keep reading okay. this Excel well, number okay. rather than the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, So here's, here's what's wild for me. You have got Hill and Waddle. Yeah. yeah. Two top 12 wide receivers, receivers and a rubbish tight air, rubbish QB. Yeah, I get And that. you've got and yeah. you've got two at 22. Like, that makes yeah. no sense. Nope. Nope. Something's got to give in your rankings because that's not going to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, th- there is no argument to it. And this is a learning curve for everybody when you do them. It's to study that extra detail in it. And you may go, yeah, he's a better receiver than him. And if I was drafting next, I'd take him and then I'd take him and, and do it that way. But they have to correlate. And it's the more often you do it, the more you look at it, the, the more it correlates, as you can see. Um, I need to yeah. correlate mine a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think you've either got to look at two or you've got to look at, at, at one of the receivers. Um, there's no one out here that's too wild. You, you're significantly higher on Waddle than, than the consensus and, and us. I'm way, way down on Waddle. I've actually got him. So like, I'm only three out of the consensus. I'm not a million miles away off them. No, no, no. But you've got two or so far down, which is why I was shocked. Um, you've got Chris Alave very high, I think. You, yeah. you, you've got a lot of your rookies. I do. Reasonably, reasonably high. I did a show with uh, Evan last week. Rookies were fresh in yeah. the brain when I finalised these for this show. Um, I just think Alame's got a clear route to being the outside receiver. I, I don't think Thomas plays a lot at all, if I'm honest. 
So I think Alave has that outside receiver slot of the Saints. And with the way Winston can throw the ball to outside receivers, he could be in for a big year for me. So as you see, I'm massively down on rookies. I don't have yeah. any of them near my top 24. I have Russell Stop. Gage. Anyone who's ever listened to me will not be shocked that I've got Russell Gage aggressively ranked. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think there's too many shocks. I mean, there's a few here, but... Um, you know, you you and got you and the consensus like down a Godwin probably due to the injury, um, but I don't think there's any major. I've got Burks as my first rookie. I just think okay. opportunity. I just I go opportunity him in London yeah. probably aren't too far off. Uh, I've got him in that sort of range. I'm a bit down on Mike Williams. I just don't think he can repeat. Yeah. Um, but we're all down on him for where he finished last year. So Here's my big standout. Jerry Judy for me is at 38. Yeah, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm much higher than that. I haven't seen your Judy. You're at 22, 16 okay, spots. Yeah, I am. And so is okay. consensus, 24. Okay, yeah. So I am a bit higher. I thought it was a bit lower than that. Yeah, I can I can see why you've got him there. I, I can I can get that. Um I think there's a few different areas here that you can look at. But the, the other thing to consider is, and I appreciate your time, is that right. the points difference between these are going to be literally like a few points each. Yes. So wafer thin this range. Once you get past twenty six, twenty seven, yeah. it's literally I could if I went and gave Michael Gallup like fifteen more points, he jumps about ten spots mm-hmm. in my rankings. Like it's it's nuts. It's so close here that this could be like two tiers. What we're seeing on the screen. Correct, yeah. So that's where it's um, that's where it's interesting. And last one, we'll just do tight ends because just to pull yeah. it up, you, me, and the consensus have the same top four, same top yeah. five in the same order. Correct. Which tells you that tight ends are complete points. Um, <laughs> because none of us have looked at the, each other's rankings at any point. I, I am surprised you've got Gronk so low, though. Um, yeah, I, I just think he takes a slight step back in the offense. Okay. Uh, I think he takes more of a blocking role. I don't think he's. I think Russell Gage is going to take some of that role. It's kind of yeah. why I have Gage so aggressively ranked. I think some of that um, touchdown. I think some of the touchdown ones going to go to Evans. Some, uh, yeah, because I think people aren't sure he's coming back. So he is coming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just looked at the TV. I looked at the players above, and I, yeah. I struggled to move Gronk higher than than that. The only player I think I could probably move him over is Dallas Goddard, um, just because of the extra uh, targets that have come onto the team. But Fair. that's about it. Cool. But it's proof that tight ends don't matter because we've all ranked the top five exactly the Take same. Take one late, early, or just grab and, something down here somewhere. And other than the consensus being in love with Pat Freer move and we're not, there isn't any no. real difference. Um, those top 14, 15 names are all virtually the same. Yeah. Barring I've got Logan Thomas instead of Mike Kaziki, and that's about it. So yeah, the, the tight ends are the tight ends. The order's pretty set. There's not really a lot to glean from from this other than, as you say, take one early or, or just punt it. <laughs> yeah. And with that, it's time to and finish. That so is our rankings, indeed. Book, we'll we'll probably do another episode like this. Yeah. We'll probably review them in a month's time and you'll see that they'll be quite different yeah. as we start yeah. to get some news of mini camps and, and things yeah. like that. But it's it's a good thing to to do and I hope you've learned a lot. And 
you know, it's how you process your rankings and how you do things. And this is where stylistically and opinions, things change uh, radically. But I hope it's been useful. I hope you've enjoyed the video. You've got some some use out of it, everyone at home. And yeah, all the competitions, listen to this whole pod, join in on the competitions, make the most of them. Consistency Guide, Steve Rains Bowl, FFCC. Q&A, two weeks time. Yes, get your questions in. All right. And until next week, Rush Nation, as always, keep rushing. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.